Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. He led the Pulaski Academy Bruins to nine state championships in his time there. Bill Belichick described him as probably the best high school coach in the country. His unique strategies garnered attention nationwide. The Zone welcomes Kevin Kelly into the show. Brought to you by Bowen Hefley Orthopedics. The best surgeons, the best treatment, all focused on you. All right, Coach, welcome back. How are you? Thank you to Bowen Hefley, by the way. I should say, too, for... Joe, no. So. <laughs> I know that annoys you. Yeah, so big big thanks to Bowen Hefley for getting me back in. I love being on the radio. I love being around you guys. Sorry I can't be around you two today. I had this plan for a while. and thought I was going to be done at this time with you guys. So, uh, But back on, glad to be there and, and appreciate those guys sponsoring me. Appreciate them fixing me all the time they have. Bill Hefley has fixed my knees and, and uh, Sam Moore has fixed my uh, bicep tendon that I had to have surgically repaired and all that kind of stuff. And it's always the best. I appreciate them a lot. Anybody over there does any brain work for me? Got any between the ears well, stuff? I will say, I'll, I'll say this, Joe, that I don't know <laughs> that they operate on the brain, but they're very good psychologists. Cause every time I go in, I'm in a panic that I'm, that I'm half dying and I walk out of there thinking there's a chance. So they're, they're good psychologists. <laughs> so what you're telling me. So, you have been hanging out in Colorado. People keep asking me, well, who all's on this trip? And I'm like, I don't know. I didn't get invited, and I don't really care. But thanks for asking. So I don't really care about that either. How's the skiing been, though? Are you feeling good? Are you uh, are you, you you good to go? Did you, you're, you're putting this uh, Bowen Hefley work to the test, I guess, Coach. Yeah, I really am. If I didn't have that relationship, I probably wouldn't have come. I've never skied before in my life, before uh, Monday. So Monday I put the skis on for the first time and uh, got on the bunny slopes. I mastered the bunny slopes in two hours. I say I mastered them. You know, in my head, I mastered them. And then they tried to talk me out of it, but I skipped the green, went straight to blue, and that was a bad, bad decision on my part. Got about a third of the way down, stopped at a tree, got their whooshing pass going 45 miles an hour. I said a little prayer to God, God, can I make it down this thing without a major injury? I'm probably going to have a minor one, but can I make it out without a major one? And, you know, and I, I made it down, so I'm glad I did. Now I'm going back to the greens today. Yeah. Well, here's the thing about skiing, and I've been skiing since I was 17. There's really no reason to try to impress anybody because nobody cares what you're doing. So you might as well have a good time with it and relax. When you're trying to go down a, a, a ski slope that is too challenging for you, there's nothing good about that. There's no upside. Nobody's impressed if you just ski no, black. No, there's really, there's really not, But and I, and I wouldn't have done it. But the greens weren't – I couldn't find any greens anywhere close. Yeah. And it was either redo the bunnies with the five-year-old kid or, you know, <laughs> take a step up. And, yeah. I took a step up. But now I think I'm ready for the greens after sliding down those blues. Okay. Well, good luck with that. I hope it goes well. Um, let's talk about some football. Let's start with Kendall Bryles and the news that he is possibly going to TCU after flirting with Mississippi State. I mean, this guy really gets around. You know what I mean? So how big of a loss is this for Arkansas, you think, and has Sam Pittman called you yet? Well, it's like, it's like everything. Number one, for Kendall, you know, he did a good enough job, especially between the 20s where people were interested and. And his dad's got a, you know, had a good name on the football field. I think his name. I think that he's, he's taken that torch and ran with it and done well enough for people to look at him. You know, he's got to be a little careful, in my opinion. You know, if you flirt with too many too much, finally people say, yeah, next time you flirt with somebody, you know, there might not be a comeback point. So, I, you know, it just depends on Sam and what Sam Pittman and how he thinks about his assistant flirt with other places. Because people would say Mississippi State might, you know, Arkansas people would say Mississippi State is a step down. 
And when you're flirting with step downs, you got to be careful about that. But mm-hmm. more power to him if he can find a if he can find a job that suits his family better and him, you know, good. I, I don't know that it, you know, it, it depends on who you get, you know. If 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 and that that's the case with everybody that you lose. If you get somebody worse, well, then you're sad the guy left. If you get somebody better, then you're happy the guy left. So, you know that that's where it is. And I don't know, you know, I don't know what Arkansas would be looking for exactly. I don't know. If Sam wants to change the direction of the offense with a coordinator or not, so there's probably too many unanswered questions to go there. But, but uh, uh, you know, I, I, you'd want to since it's recruiting season, you'd want to see them get it done quickly, right? So Arkansas would know which direction they go for sure. Coach, assuming they don't elevate somebody from the staff, how much of a challenge will that be for KJ in his last year? You know, I don't think it'll be much. I think it actually could benefit KJ to hear from another coordinator, another guy coaching him. You know, if he plans to go any further in the future, and who knows if he plans to or if he can. But I don't think that hurts him. I, I think their offense was super complex. And, and the next guy that comes in, if there's a next guy, you know, I think it benefits him in some way. Will he want that? Maybe not in his final year. He's comfortable with Brawls and, uh, and understands the offense better and better every time he snaps the ball. And uh, so, but the change isn't all bad. I think it would right. benefit him big picture wise, but maybe not Arkansas, small picture wise, as far as his learning and understanding. But I think he's the kind of guy that would dive into it and learn whoever comes, learn it backwards, forwards, and, and be the general out on the field. Talking to Kevin Kelly on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline. It's all brought to you by Bowen Heffley Orthopedics. We appreciate them. Big Joe Klein's here as well. Thanks to Corky's Barbecue. Wes is here because that's what we pay him for, and so is the Wizard. Uh, let's get back to some other football points, and I guess we can go game by game since it's the only time we'll get you on this week. And I want to give you a tip of the cap. You and Wes both were beating that drum that the Cowboys would handle the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, probably by double digits, and lo and behold, you got a great effort out of Dak, and that's exactly what happened. So thank you for helping my listeners on Oakland game day take advantage if they did on lock of the week and those who faded me and bet the other direction screw you that's what you get so what do you think of Dak and uh, how do you feel about their chances this week let's start with the last game first I wanted to hear, I wanted to hear what Wes had to think about Dak because he you know he's been on and off Dak a little bit and I'm not saying that in a negative way I'm just saying so has everybody because he's he was one and three going in but but he hasn't been on that stage with the weapons he's got and with the play calling that's going on and those kinds of things that and I really, you know, I appreciate you giving me credit for last week, but I really thought that was a game he was going to shine on. I mean, he had that seven-game interception streak that everybody kept pointing to. Three of those were tipped and weren't even his fault. But in every other aspect, he had played well. And during those seven games, the Cowboys had the best point differential in the NFL. So I really felt like he was due for a bust-out game, and I think he's going to play well next weekend too. But uh, I, I think last week, or you know, Monday night gave him huge confidence. I was excited about uh, uh, before the game what he did, and after the game, you know, I, I think that's exactly what to have to beat San Francisco. And I could dive into numbers in a minute if y'all want me to. I've completely broken down every game. But Wes, what did you think about? I want to hear your thoughts on that because you've been up and down on him, and I'm, I'm the only one that. And I'm not saying this because because he, he did really good, but I've been high on him since the beginning. I saw a different Dak. I saw a Dak that was uh, willing to use his feet and run around, uh, scramble out of the pocket, run for first downs, move the chains, uh, scramble out of the pocket, make some throws uh, on that touchdown pass to uh, the tight end. Uh, I just I saw Dak a more willing runner, and I think that pays off. And, and we've talked about this before. When he gets in the pocket, sometimes he gets happy feet. 
he was able, and I, I think Tampa did not good, do a good job of creating a pocket to where he could, you know, he had to stay in there. They gave him lanes so he could run around. And when he's running around, man, he, he's a much better quarterback. Yeah, and I think the fact that he ran around is going to make San Francisco, who who right now has the second-best defensive line and the first-best defense overall in the NFL, I think that's going to make them be more disciplined and slow down their rush because you can't rush those ends too far upfield. Or like you just said, mm-hmm. you're opening up a big lane between the end and the tackle, and he showed that maybe now he's completely you know confident about the injury being over that, and he'll take advantage of it move because that's what you're going to have to do against San Francisco. If you're a sitting duck in that pocket with those guys, man, it's a, it's a, it's a tough road. Talking to Kevin Kelly in the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline. Um, you know, I want to also give you credit. You were a, a special teams novelist as far as the way you did things there. Uh, Brett Maher officially now, according to ESPN, broke the record oh. for the most consecutive missed extra points. So kudos to him. Um, but he also had a great season, so yeah. it's, it's a bit of a pickle. What do you think? Uh, I would put him on. Yeah. I would put him on. I would, put, I would, honest to God, put him on practice squad this week. Demote him. Let him know that he's down there. Bring in some kickers. And if I could find a better one for this week, because, you know, he missed it. People miss out on They missed the extra point against Washington the week before, too. Mm-hmm. So two weeks in a row, you're missing one. It does. It gets in their head, and it's tough. And we saw that. You know, I, we, we were watching the game, and we stopped and looked at his eyes after he missed the third one when he had to kick off. And he was a guy that looked like he wanted to go hide. I mean, you know, you could just sometimes look at the face. He had time to process. He's back out of the field to kick off. And, and he didn't look like a guy that wanted to be there. And I, and I get it. I mean, that's a tough spot to be in. But I, I think they should bring people in. Maybe they don't find anybody better. But let them know, hey, we haven't done this yet to help get you focused. Maybe this will get you focused. And right. so uh, I, that, that's what I would do. Give me a pick. Do what? Give me a pick in the game. Oh man, I mean, it's gonna be tough for it's gonna be tough for the Forty Nine. I mean, for the Dallas to beat them, but uh, I think Dallas can stay within the number for sure. And I and I do. I think Dallas is gonna beat them. I said last week. I think Dallas will be in the Super Bowl this year. I may eat my words next week, but I think they'll be in the Super Bowl. I think they beat San Francisco, and all of a sudden everybody's like, okay, maybe this is the team that has a chance to do something that nobody's done. I mean, they already squashed one big deal. They 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 beat a team on the road to the playoffs, and it was the GOAT. He had Tampa had played all year. They, they broke a 30-year record, 1992. And, and if they did that, they could do anything. So yeah. I think Dal- I personally think Dallas wins the game. I for sure think they stay within that number. How about the Saturday game with the Giants and the Eagles in the other NFC game? Obviously, Cowboys fans are going to be rooting for the Giants to get the road win again like they did last night or last night, last week in Minnesota. I mean, the Giants played a, played a good game against the team that was overrated. We all know Minnesota. We like them. They won a bunch of one-score games, 11-0. Eventually, that's going to get you. But their offensive line's 24th best. Their defensive line's the 30th best. Philly is the 6th best offensive line. If Jalen, Jalen Hurts is back. And, and think about this. The Giants were 4-6-1 and one in their last 11 games. Okay? 4-6-1. and one. But they started off so hot that enabled them to have that cushion. Hurts, uh, Philly's 13-1 and one with Hurts. I think that that's one of my picks to, to, for Philly to blow them out, probably hmm. two touchdowns. Okay. How about uh, – I'm going to save the save the first game for last so Joe doesn't get angry. Uh, Bills and Bengals, I don't know. i got a funny feeling about this game. What do you think? You know, that's a tough one, too, when you look at it. But, again, I go back, and, and, and I've always said with our teams, the offensive defensive lines win the game. They're evenly matched when the offensive lines – 
Cincy 16, Buffalo 13. But Buffalo's defensive line third best, and they're the fourth best overall defense in the league, the second best overall offense. And, you know, the, the, the DeMar Hamlin thing, that doesn't hurt any either. I think they bring him in the locker room. I think they, you know, probably use him to motivate him a little bit, and they're glad he's back and he's getting better and better. I think Buffalo probably beats them by a touchdown or more. Okay. I don't feel that way, but all right. How about, uh, all right, Kansas City and the Jags. Any reason to be worried if you're a Kansas City fan? Well, I want a little credit for a terrible-looking game. I was on Jacksonville last week at the over, and when they got way down, I was like, I can't I can't fathom how this went that bad, except for you look at those crazy picks that happened in the first quarter. But kudos to Doug Peterson, who I think right now has taken over as the best play caller in the league. He doesn't have a good offensive line. They're 29th best. And somehow, with all the motions and shifts and play action and doing things, he's, he's, given, he's given Trevor Lawrence enough time to make some decisions to throw the football. And that takes a great play caller. And that's what he is. Um, I took a couple of notes. Kansas City would be 7-10 and 10 against the spread if it was 8.5 in every game. Uh, Jacksonville would be 15-2 and two against the spread if they were 8.5 in every game. Hmm. Uh, they, played in, they played in Week 10, 10-point game. Uh, and, and you know it wasn't it wasn't too much of a discrepancy. And Kansas City got a couple turnovers. I think Kansas City wins the game, but I do think that uh, but I do think that Jacksonville covers the spread because I just think they've got that they've got that never die attitude. They'll keep pushing to the end, and they got two ways to do it. They could either play them close or they could get that late backdoor cover, and uh, and I think they do that. But I think they make this, I think they make this a game for quite a while. Even though it's going to be twenty five degrees, you're not worried about them. No, I'm not worried about that. You know, everybody goes, well, Jacksonville, they're down there and it's warm and all this kind of stuff. Most of those guys aren't from Jacksonville. Most of those guys have played in cold weather in college, high school, or wherever they were from. I don't think that's ever as big a deal as everybody thinks it is. Okay. Coach, um, go back to the Cowboys. I, I see if the Cowboys win this game, it's going to be defensively and not offensively because I think San Fran's defense is so good uh, and they have to get after Purdy and uh, maybe the rookie quarterback. Uh, we see, what, you know, he's a rookie and uh, they take advantage of it. Is this a low scoring game? I, I kind of like the under actually a lot in this game. I, I do too. I think it's going to be low score. I mean, obviously, both teams have playmakers with Frisco having McCaffrey and Debo Samuel and Kittle, and the way they do their, their structure, their offense, and move guys around, make it tough for defense. Um, yeah, I think I think I think even with all that, Dallas's defense is second overall. Frisco's is first overall. The offensive linemen, I mean, the offensive line, I mean, defensive lines are both in the top ten, and that's where they're going to manhandle guys. I do think it's going to be low scoring. I do think that what's going to factor in is Dak is one of the top ten most accurate passers in the league the entire year. And Purdy, he's won a lot of games, but his guys are running wide open. Dallas going to do a good job. He's the 27th overall most accurate quarterback in the league. You throw a couple of errant ones. Dallas has been really good at getting picks this year. I see Dallas getting two picks this week, hmm. and I think that's going to be the difference. I do think it'll be a low-scoring game, but I think Dallas could come out because of that right there. And, and Purdy – Purdy has done a good job. I don't want him to take that away from him. But he's had a great blocking scheme for him. They do a great job buying him extra time with that play action. They get guys wide open. But he misses some wide open guys. He's thrown some air passes. And other teams haven't taken advantage of it. I think the Cowboys do. I think Michael Parsons puts a lot of pressure on him. And uh, that Cowboys defensive line. and makes him play throwing the ball off his back foot a little bit. 
Joe Klein, would you like to rebut Coach's take that Doug Peterson has taken over as the best play caller in the NFL right now? No, I like Doug Peterson. He's second best to Andy Reid. Andy Reid's a goat, in my opinion. I, 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 can't, I, can't, I can't doubt that for the whole experience, but I'm just saying lately. But you're right. Those two right now are the, the two best, and it's not even close. Okay. Nice yeah. job, Joe. You got him to acquiesce a hair. He's, That's well, hard to he's do. up there. He's sipping wine and cappuccinos and going down the slopes. Coach doesn't drink wine. I don't know if he drinks that much caffeine either. He's already kind of high strung. Probably shouldn't <laughs> be. I, 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 love, I, I love caffeine. I will say this. I don't know that I belong in Aspen. I think I should have gone to some place like Somersault. Yeah, you're more of a Breckenridge guy. Yeah. Is there a somersault? Because I should have gone to somersault. Yeah, yeah, it's like uh, let's. I gotta stay in a place where there's like double wide trailers at the bottom of the hill, and I'm the same way, coach. I need like the janky lift, and I'm the same way. Yeah, I definitely don't belong in Aspen where the beer flows like wine. That's fancy. It's very nice. So, uh, well, I'd like to. I want to thank Bowen Hefley Orthopedics again for putting me on. I'm gonna go through as we go through the rest of the shows. Go through and mention a couple things each one of them do. And I uh, appreciate him. First ones I can talk about are, are Sam and Sam Moore, Dr. Sam Moore, who does who does shoulders and elbows and and and, and knees and and Dr. Heffley does the same thing. I hope I don't need y'all when I get back, but if I do, I know you'll be there. It'll be the best treatment, the best service. Lovely. Have a safe trip, Coach. Appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Miss being with y'all. See you, Coach. <laughs> Stay off the blacks. <laughs> uh, I will definitely do that. All right. See very y'all. good. Thank you.